Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Procaffeinators podcast. My uh, name is Angelica. <laughs> I'm Alexandra. <laughs> and I'm Amy. Oh, best for last, guys. Uh, if you have not listened to the other recordings of the podcast, we will be referring to Amy as Mama because we're all related. Everything we say on the Procaffeinators podcast is based off of our opinions and our backgrounds. So... Why don't you grab a nice hot cup of joe or cup of tea and uh, join us with your preferred caffeine. Today's topic. Oh, oh, today's topic. Is something I did not want to go over. Nope, but Mama picked it. We're talking about high school experiences today. okay. Remembering high school experiences. Yes. And the trauma. <laughs> some of us experienced trauma and some of us did not. No, some of us had a very good experience in high school for those four years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So so this is my take on why I chose this topic. <laughs> yes, please, please tell us. Please so do. reflecting back, when I was in high school, and many people my age, when they, they were in high school, nobody really wanted to go back to, to high school. When you have discussions with people my age or older, I haven't met one person that says, oh, those were great. They're fun years, yes, it could have been, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to go back to being a teenager. No. Uh, I sure don't. I did not enjoy high school Yeah. Uh, to an extent. There were good parts as always but peer pressure I think always gets to you um I went to an all-girl school mm-hmm. and they had 800 girls it was a catholic all-girl <laughs> nun school girls. Wow. right and today's age you understand that uh hormones plays a huge part but I did not want to go to a private school um I came from a private school I started uh a private school when I was in fifth grade, my my parents, so I didn't grow up in the uh, private schools, but going into this environment where they were all females, it was very welcoming. The first, as a freshman, they gave you mm-hmm. big sisters, mm-hmm. and I was extremely fortunate to have a big sister that was That's a cool concept. nurturing. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. It was, and the first day she would show you around, and it w- what was so wonderful, too, is our lockers. They made her lockers on top. Her, uh, and mine was in the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. all the freshmen had the bo- the bottom lockers. And mm-hmm. sophomores and then juniors and seniors had the top lockers. Mm-hmm. And hers was right above mine. So it was really nice the way they did our schedule. was very close to she had to go to her locker at the same time. And we had lunch together. Oh, okay. So, That's cool. That's really nice. Yeah. So that was, like, the first six months. So that was that was a great experience. I think the, the key about high school is, first, commu- community sees you as... Being a problem, right. So you have all these responsibilities, you know better, but you're still a child. And so jumping forward now with someone that uh, provides uh, planning for many kids that are struggling with high schooling Mm -hmm. and creating strategic plans for them and and helping them through that, Mm -hmm. uh, what you find is that nothing's really changed. You still have the peer pressure. Mm -hmm. However... You have also now the expectation of success, which we didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. We were starting to get that. So we have a lot of different things that we can discuss, but the Mm -hmm. main concept is emotions. And emotions have not changed. We still worry now the way we worried then of being accepted into 
a group. Mm-hmm. We still struggled the athlete versus the cheerleader versus the scholastic for less, mm-hmm. you know, better term. Uh, the person that was the bookworm. Um, we still struggle with um, bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think... Again, what we struggle with back then, just to step back a little bit with bullying, we left it at school. Today, with social media, it comes home with us, and we never disconnect. So it was very difficult. And then hormones. Nobody addresses hormones. They they say it like if it's a passing thing, but hormones are so critical and were critical back then because you're feeling things and you're like in a roller coaster of emotions and you don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think much has changed since the day, you know, we're talking for me over 40 years ago. Mm. I mean, nothing's really changed yeah. in 40 years. I think you're probably right. I it's mean, like an endless four-year cycle that, you know, like how they say ghosts go through a time loop. Uh-huh. It's like your high school is stuck in a time loop and things happen. It's history repeating itself over and over again of of these life experiences of not understanding why it's happening or what's going on and wanting to be alone all the time mm-hmm. because my life sucks. And, you know, all of this, all of this anger at the world because you're learning more and, and, uh-huh. and you're progressing and you're, and you're growing. And it's like, but that's, I think what high school is all about. Like you, you find, you tend to find yourself. Sometimes you tend mm-hmm. to find yourself within there and you tend to learn what it means to have more responsibility mm-hmm. and again with the hormones that no one addresses for some yeah. reason i think it's funny because we were watching a k-drama i think uh-huh. and i remember them referring to hormones constantly when it had yeah. to do with some behavioral thing yeah and then specific foods for hormones and mm-hmm. when we talk about hormones it's seen uh, negatively. Yeah, it's a it's a negative thing, and it's definitely geared towards sex drive, and that's it. It stops there. Yeah. But hormones can affect so much emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. that does not specifically have to do with that. And I feel yeah. like it's a lot of our culture, too. You know, we come from the Puritan culture, so everything's kind of, like, driven or, like, centered on the sexual aspect without, Mm -hmm. like, let's avoid it, Mm -hmm. but our focus is on that. Let's focus on that so we can avoid it, Mm -hmm. you know? And and I think now, nowadays, you know, that, that phrase, keeping up with the Joneses, which Mm -hmm. was very common in the 50s, now it applies to school. You keep up with your, your school peers. So true. Whereas with us, Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, it was like, no, you're not, I don't care what you're peers do you're not doing it so in a in a very indirect way it caused um a sense of leadership because it's like no I cannot follow I cannot follow even though I want to and Mm -hmm. I think that's the emotional aspect is well I want to be part of this tribe Mm -hmm. which I I don't know anything about but I want to belong because it seems like it's so much better over there Mm -hmm. and it we're we're trying what we're really trying to find is our own self Mm -hmm. uh, which can be a a beautiful journey but we think that we have to connect with someone so sometimes we confuse the fact that uh oh I like you you have you're an athlete you have everything I'm not Mm -hmm. so let me hang around you because that will make me feel better Mm -hmm. and it's the total opposite 
Right. I, you, I won't feel better. I will feel better with my tribe, which would be if, if it's academia or if it's dance or if it's yeah. theater. Because theater, I remember in my day, and I'm sure in your day, and I think Glee per- portrayed it, you guys were all like nerds. Ugh, ugh, the yeah. Glee club or, or the... <laughs> Of not you know the athletes wouldn't do drama really. I mean, you Which might find will, some. Actually, yeah. In within your tribe though, like let's say we go into our tribe and we found theater. We were really lucky to find theater pretty early, mm-hmm. and within the tribe, there's still that hierarchy and there's that keeping up with the Joneses type of deal. Yeah. I remember, I um. You guys were probably really good with us and letting us be kids because when I went to theater and I was sitting in the hallway, mm-hmm. all the people I was auditioning with, they had this plan to go to Broadway. They wanted to be <laughs> stars. They were thinking of where to audition as yeah. soon as high school was over in four years. Yeah. We were freshmen. Yeah. And I was like, what? I'm here to I have feel fun, like I, you guys. Right? I was like that, well, too. It was like you saw no. how serious they were, and they every time someone told me, I want to be on Broadway, I'm not going to lie, I giggled a little bit because I'm like, dude, you're like 15. Yeah. But, and and which they were is, incredible. They grew into yeah. incredible actors. Their, like, their voices were incredible. Their acting skills yeah. like, got trained really, really well. Yeah, I just feel like they took life so seriously so mm-hmm. early on compared to like Angelica and I. We were just like, oh, so, (laughs) oh yeah, you want me to do tech? I'll do this. (laughs) It was holding. I mean, your dad and I did a very conscious decision of guiding, in that sense, because you all tried uh, basketball and soccer, and Uh and you you Angelica excelled in basketball. She was like a killer out there. I was the tallest person on my team. But, and she's not tall. <laughs> I'm um, fine too. But, but back then you were bigger than some of the girls. But the, the re- reality was that you tried that. Uh, you didn't, it wasn't, you didn't like the environment because it was extremely competitive. It was like that killer instinct and that's not who you were. So we saw that. And although you did well, technically, emotionally, it wasn't a place that you felt like you belonged because of, a belief system which is mm-hmm. you have to go out there and like you know take that ball and be aggressive and that's not who you were so then we pulled you out of that you went into soccer you did pretty well with that but again you weren't you're not competitive in that sense you're you you know obviously you do well but you were more team player I want to play as a team without having to hate the other team and in theater, that's how it came together. And we didn't know that it was going to happen in theater. We seriously said, okay, uh, this seems like it's a safe environment. We trusted the director that was handling that, which is Cindy Keegan. And mm-hmm. we said, okay, well, let's let's see this. Let's see how this tries. I uh, remember, yeah, I remember trying to convince you guys, like, hey, can we do this after school? Mm-hmm. It seems like it's going to be fun. Our friends are doing it. And then it turned into this whole thing. Right. Lifelong dream. Well, but, yeah. but you, you felt like you were at home. And then, of course, as time progressed, you know, you did well. Now, also, when you were going for parts, and Alexander, you too, mm-hmm. I mean, it was... A very, excuse me, it was a very guided... Are you going through puberty right now? Yes, I, I just, <laughs> my voice is changing. Uh, it was a very guided effort of uh, the part 
isn't going to make or break you. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is what life is going to be about. So it was because people were aggressive as well in oh, getting yeah. parts and, and wanting to be the lead or or wanting their, you know, the, 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 this character to be the best. Mm-hmm. And I think that having that very conscious effort, um, I remember sitting outside during high school with a, a group of parents and they they were just as excited for their kids' future as their children were. And I remember silently sitting there going, well, you know, I'm not quite sure where because you wanted to be a writer mm-hmm. and um, the school couldn't groom you for that. Mm-hmm. So then we had to, you know, that's when we came up with, you know, the idea of you going to Second City visiting to see if you liked it because you had known about it. But we really wanted to, we allowed you to experiment in a safe environment every single time does that make sense yeah I feel like I feel like in terms of you know growing up really does change your high school experience who your parents are and how you were raised Mm -hmm. because of course like there were some things in high school that happened that I honestly never want to think about again because it was that embarrassing and there's experiences I, I don't want to live through but I feel like in growth compared to other people I feel like our family allowed us to grow into ourselves a lot more cleanly than I've seen some of our peers yeah just because it was a welcoming environment and our parents both love the arts so they were they never pushed us from it or pushed us too far into it it was a it was more like they wanted us to discover for ourselves who we wanted to be in the future yeah we got lucky mm-hmm and I, re- I even remember my senior year of high school is when I finally decided what major I actually wanted. When I was in fifth grade, I was like, I'm going to be like my mom. I'm going to do psychology only because that's the bestest. And it was like, that was my drive, honestly, throughout all of high school. I'm like, well, you know, theater's fun, but I'm going to go into psychology. That was my drive. And then my senior year, I was in the dressing room getting ready for Grease the musical because mm-hmm. goodness gracious was that a musical and uh I it clicked I was like I want to do theater as my major and also Mark Duncan at NSU he he was like you should really just like switch majors to theater he was very good at that he because was very if good theater at that. people are good at anything they're good at selling things oh he could sell what is yeah. it that mama says a penny selling, to a millionaire yeah. but you know it's interesting because you both had very different high school experiences my mm-hmm. sister's which i have you know to your your aunts one is 8 years older than I am and then one is 16 months older than I am and uh the oldest Alina she had a great high school experience she dated she started with her now still husband at the age of 13 she met him she also she was like Cher. she yeah. was beautiful she was popular <laughs> she was smart uh, she had parties at our house every weekend. It was a party house, and she was every weekend going to the party. So she had an excellent, excellent um, high school experience. It, she went to a public school. She refused to go to a private school. Uh, and then Alida, her high school experience was okay, but not great. I mean, she didn't enjoy school at all. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, had a couple of friends, but 
that's not that her schooling first of all was not her thing that's but, why we're so similar but she was very quiet <laughs> she was extremely shy yeah um when i went into high school and don't laugh i i was extremely to myself and quiet and shy Ha 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 ha! Quiet. Yeah, but, but I was, and but we, then there's not the story. shy part. It's the quiet. Yeah, part. she tells us, and we never believe her. But I was. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't participate in class. Yeah. I didn't raise my hand. I I had good friends in high school. I mean, I I met really nice girls. Uh, that became my friends. But my plan was like, I I got to get the heck out of here. Like I I am here because. My parents told me to be mm-hmm. here in this private school, but it was interesting because things t- took such weird twists because uh, there was this thing called student council and you were a freshman mm-hmm. and I said, what is that? And they go, oh, that's where you like uh, uh, get involved with what changing things about the school well I'm like this school definitely needs to change (laughs) so I ran for student council not student council president but student council and they were really powerful girls that grew up to be powerful women as uh in the student council and I never thought I was going to win I did a lot of research on posters and stuff and Mm -hmm. uh that helped me a little bit but with that came bullying because there was one girl that didn't win. Mm-hmm. And then she said, oh, the only reason you won was because we shared the last same last name. And I remember her saying, you just won because they got confused in the ballots. And that that just God, felt I felt, felt, I felt like, honestly, I wanted to just tell her, well, if you want it, you can have it. It's not that big of a deal for you to be that mean. Yeah, It's, it's just a title. And I, I want to help, but if, if it means you feeling that bad about it, you can have it. So that was that. And then I found drums, you know, and Mm -hmm. that helped me really connect with a whole bunch of other people. Yeah. But it was struggling constantly to fit in, which is exactly what happens now. You're constantly struggling. Now, my parents were extremely strict, so I could have gone a, a deeper way. There were girls that smoked, and, you know, they were... And they would try to sway you and say, hey, come over, you know, whatever, since they see that you're lonely mm-hmm. and you're to yourself. Mm-hmm. No different than now. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, I feel like I feel like in in high school, my biggest... Like, I guess my biggest struggle ended up being, I have this group of friends that we've been friends since kindergarten and we still text no matter how far away we are. Um, but in high school, you know, we were all finding ourselves. We were all finding Mm -hmm. where we fit in sports, academics, and for me for theater. So they would be able to, you know, go places, hang out. And on weekends I had to go to rehearsals and, Unfortunately, it got to this point of us not arguing, but coming to this standstill of, you know, I couldn't hang out with them. I wasn't really being around them. So they felt distant from me. And, I, and of course, I felt distant from them. But that burden of like, I felt terrible for doing this, but this was what I wanted to focus on. It's almost like that career over relationship thing yeah. of of that. And and, you know, when I started progressing in high school, I realized that this was something that I wanted to do, period. Like, mm-hmm. it, whether I mix it in with the psychology or whatever, it's just something that I, I, I it, it was like an obsession, 
you know, <laughs> just like with them, with them and, and their sports yeah. and, and their, their academics, you know, I had friends on the honors team, friends in soccer, and that was their obsession and mm-hmm. they were amazing at it. Um, and they, I think because we had been friends so long that we were able to get to that common ground of understanding and they still, (laughs) they still support and they're still, you know, again, we're hours away from each other. And, um, you know, these are, I think that's also something that you go through high school. It's like, are these people going to be there at the end of it? Do I want them to be there at the end of it? You know, let me tell you, that's something I miss the most about school, about high school. That idea that you do have, like, this group of friends or peers, Mm -hmm. specifically peers, like, people your age, people going through the same circumstances that you are at the same time, Mm -hmm. uh, there for you. Like, remembering waking up in the morning and you hate school. Mm -hmm. You're up at, like, 7.30 and -hmm. you're there and school's going to start. But you, like, we had a plan, like, my group to meet in front of the theater in front of the black box Mm. and like that was our little meeting area like in the beginning of school before you go to class (laughs) let's all meet up and talk and i'm sorry really quick we live in florida and it's thundering right now so we're (laughs) sorry but this is when we can record (laughs) okay keep going we bring the thunder yes um so you have that and then you have at the end of the day okay uh, school's over. I don't have to worry about this stress anymore. Let me communicate with my friends and talk about like the day I had mm-hmm. and only they can understand because they have been there with you, mm-hmm. you know, experiencing the same thing. And they're on the same team in a way. It's mm-hmm. you against the teachers, you against the adults. Mm-hmm. And then in class, it's the same thing. Like during class, you have those conversations, that kind of thing kind of follows you to college But once you become an adult, I can see, and a lot of my friends or or people I've known who uh, graduate and I talk to them, some people are so stuck in that because you do go through this kind of disconnect Mm -hmm. when you become an adult. You're not Mm -hmm. necessarily with your peers anymore because you fall into, okay, I'm friends with people who uh, follow my same interests, which is fine. It's great it's wonderful it's just it's just not the same and you go through four years and then you go through if you go to college another four years of that kind of dynamic yeah Yeah. so once it's gone I understand how people could feel nostalgic towards it because you're trying to seek that same camaraderie and it's just it's just not there because you're you're not in the same environment you're not peers in that sense anymore you know Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is go to college with your high school friends. <laughs> yeah. You're not you're not really wrong no. because they keep um, you, sometimes I they hold you sides. back. Well, I see both sides. I see mm-hmm. the students that when they come to my class and they're freshmen in college, I see them um the ones that are from out of state that they were accepted uh and they didn't, you know, obviously all your friends can't be accepted to the same uh, school out of state mm-hmm. so you you see those that come in on their own and you see the ones that are with their high school friends and you see the difference in maturity level because there's a specific dynamic that you have to create you have to put yourself out there that's true you yeah. have to grow really quickly you have to actually react to the environment really quickly because if you come from a very small town and you're you, you know you're you continuously 
your roommates from a big city or your uh the people your your sorority or whatever you know mm-hmm. you have to adapt you become a chameleon extremely quickly and you're you're quick on your feet and you understand how to deal with a new environment whereas these kids that bring um their high school into the university they struggle more you see the immaturity you see the uh the fact that they don't engage in class they sit together mm-hmm. uh, they don't answer uh, there's one leader that mm-hmm. fo- you know was followed into it so i mean high school is an opportunity that you definitely challenge yourself and you feel uncomfortable but college is a time for you to really engage with who right. you are yeah. then i want to ask you a question because so you are very much for kids going to college near their hometown or close to home Mm-hmm. So, if the let's say that theoretically this was brought to a, some form of normality, then wouldn't it be that you would follow your friends into college because you would be somewhat close by? And because you do have almost that same social circle or environmental sameness, does that also hinder growth? Uh, there's a big difference between having everyone in the same class that follows like here's a perfect example most of the kids that i know want to go to ucf Mm -hmm. so when you have a group of people wanting to go out of state to whatever college it is or in state but to another college uh their goal is not academics yeah it just isn't when i tell them to stay and i what i recommend is the first year at least minimum two years would be ideal is there's very now they have a different sense because a lot of them will go back home there they'll be commuters so they they're not keeping you know wanting to share the same roommate wanting to share all these environments Mm -hmm. the same so they they're commuters it, it gets to be a little different second of all most kids if they do stay in in within their community and go to college Meaning not, it doesn't mean going in state, like it's actually staying home. Mm -hmm. What you'll find is that they'll go to different colleges. They won't all go to the same college. Mm -hmm. So you'll, what you find, do you think? I think that parents start looking at the financial aspect. Uh, For example, you know, some kids would go to, well, they used to be a community college, but now it's Broward College. Mm -hmm. So some some students will say, well, if they're going to stay home, Broward College will give them the same education as a private university like UM or Nova, which could and cannot be true. You know, Mm -hmm. it all depends. Uh, Their professors, as we know, teach in multi-colleges. You know, we have professors from Nova that teach at Broward, and we have uh, teachers from UM that teach at Mm Miami-Dade. So the fact that they say you get a better education... um, to an extent, is not a hundred percent. Now, once you get into your master's level, we're talking about different animal, mm-hmm. totally different animal. But undergrad, staying home, saving money, uh, coming, going to a university that's close to home, uh, it allows you to take that high school experience and test it out in a safe way because you're taking mm-hmm. those insecurities you bring from high school. And you're not transferring them. And you're definitely not carrying them over with your friends. Because I just cannot understand the logic behind going to... And there's always one high school friend. I'm not saying that. There's one high school that you've 
friend that you've planned all your life to, you know, always be together with. <laughs> but to have a a group of five or ten um, is, to me, a, obviously people do it. it. That's the norm right now. But it's extremely sad to see in your development. Yeah, I feel like when when I had first gotten to uh, college... I did not want to party. I am not a party person. And party person. <laughs> I am not a party person. I like to read books and do theater things, you know? Um in that in of course I wanted to make friends. I wanted to be liked always and forever. Amen. But you know <laughs> the the key of vice that Every theater person experiences is the need the, to be like the need of attention. You know? But you were popular, not popular, but, but you in high school felt a lot better than Angelica felt in high school. Angelica yes. hated hated high school. I had a select group of friends, and uh, like they they were the reason I wanted to go to high school. Then theater was the only reason I continued going to classes. I remember like not wanting to get not wanting to go to school at all but remembering like oh we have rehearsal after school so I can't miss class today and then I would come home and finish homework and play video games so that I could escape my reality and yeah and Jill, Alexander you had you knew everybody you knew the basketball players the baseball players she knew so, everyone I mean you just <laughs> it was you were like everyone's friend yes so you had it although she, you always begged me to put you in um homeschooling when I was in middle and elementary school because I was getting bullied I hated it right so going into high school uh, something clicked yeah. because you you I, I think it, it goes with that same philosophy of not taking your friends into college you didn't take your elementary friends into high school you started fresh and you were able to learn to meet I mean you had some obviously a good five or six girls that were your friends but I'm talking about um those people that picked on you or whatever you didn't take them into the high school environment but you did very well you did the teachers that didn't like you in elementary school Uh, which you they didn't Uh, i mean elementary school was probably worse for you than high school but high school allowed you to and that's the the tricky part it's how you you maneuver it because if Mm -hmm. if you have a negative experience in um in elementary school this is your chance to make up for it and change it i remember you coming home and telling me about things like you would be able to sway so easily into your teachers classrooms just to say hi (laughs) and like during lunch I think I think during lunch but I know you would hang out with Mrs. Keegan and you would uh just like hang out and be able to like communicate with her on her level was too stressful and loud (laughs) (laughs) and then you would talk to like mama said like the different social groups mm-hmm. and you just had this ability to bring it all together and to know how to maneuver through all these different social circles and with me it was like oh yeah i'm gonna say hi to the teacher one day oh i really like this experience and never talk to them again or like just you know 
do do whatever I needed to do at to the moment survive. to survive. In all honesty, I feel like that's what it was. You know, that's your guys's outside perspective. My inside thought process was I really need these people to get along with me so that I have a nice, calm, serene experience in this school. But it doesn't so, matter how you feel inside to an extent. And this is what I try to explain to my high school kids now. Mm. It doesn't matter how you feel. We all feel awkward. We all, we, I mean, yeah. it's hormones. We we don't know whether we're coming or going. Uh-huh. But what you do with that feeling is what speaks volumes, your actions. Yeah, are you going to feel like an outcast? Yes. Are you not going to be invited to parties? Yes. Is a girl going to dump you or a boy going to dump you? Yes. yes. Or your significant other going to dump you? Yes. Are your teachers going to like you or hate you? Yes. All these things are yes, yes, yes. Are, are you going to have fun? Yes. Are you going to be miserable? Yes. Are you going to cry? Yes. Are you going to fail some classes? Yes. Are you, Is your GPA going to drop? Yes. All these yeses mm-hmm. uh, become a reality. I had one student that she didn't pass a test and she just it couldn't, could not click because she was in four AP classes. She had a five point God knows what. And she did not do well in this uh, class. And her first um, gut response to that was that my teacher hates me. Mm-hmm. Okay, that may just be true, especially if it's English or writing. Grading can be a little subjective. Mm-hmm. So that may be very true. Now, how are you going to recover from this? You just, I, I feel like, I feel like you taught me, especially when I was in high school, to just like move on from it. It's like, that's going to happen. It's okay that it happens. Now just, you know, either try to fix it or move on from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good coping mechanism that I took with me in throughout high school because you know a lot of weird stuff happens in high school and it's like you take it and yeah I'm gonna dwell on it because I like to people please but then you just gotta say okay well this is annoying and move on well and that's a good point the people pleasing that's that's the most dangerous part of all yes and I feel like it's more prevalent now like it, it's interesting what you're saying because there's two things about it. There's the first thing where we put such a focus on our emotions now, mm-hmm. especially this generation, mm-hmm. which I believe is important. It's important to examine, self-reflect, look at your emotions, what you're going through, keep them in check and understand them mm-hmm. so that you you understand how to manage it. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's the other side of it, which I just lost. I lost my train of thought. Oh my God, come back. Well, (laughs) I feel like, I feel like there's another side of it of there are people who are taking it too far. Uh I will say that because I I truly believe that when I was in high school, you know, you got told that your shoelaces look stupid. You're just like, okay, bye. (laughs) You know, you just move on to to brush it off. Right. And, and it makes, you know, you grow a tough skin because in life, not everyone's going to like what you do, what you wear, what you say, whatever. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Just move on from it. It's just hard but now because when, you do, I'm sorry, go ahead. But, but now I've noticed from my students, you know, you talk to some of the kids and they, they dwell on it yeah. and it becomes this larger issue. This one little tiny shoelace, you know, can ruin their week. Yeah. And it's sad to see 
and they don't know, I mean, you've said this, Mama, that they don't know the difference between anxiety, depression, and and just life, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's not that it's terrible that they don't know these things. It's just that no one's really explaining it anymore, I feel. Yeah. Uh, right. And I, I think the, the key, there's a whole bunch of pieces to this puzzle, which yeah. is and when you were in high school, when I was in high school, we, again, we were able to disconnect. We didn't have... Uh, Instagram. That's now, another thing. Yeah. N- uh, now someone likes doesn't like your shoelaces, and not mm-hmm. only will they tell you when you're in class, it'll start there. Then they'll take a picture of your shoelaces and post, post it on Instagram, it. and say this was Alexandra Zadak's shoelaces today. Yeah. Wasn't it ridiculous? And then you get yeah. like so many likes, and mm-hmm. and then you're following them. God knows why. Mm-hmm. And then or somebody. Uh, mentions you and all of a sudden you're Mm -hmm. now part of this feed Mm -hmm. and you when do you disconnect and then you go back the next day and not only was that girl or guy telling you your shoelaces everyone's looking at your shoelaces while you walk Mm -hmm. down the road yeah so it's it's vicious yeah yeah it's it's, plain old viciousness it's more targeted so now we know that this exists we know it's existed for several years already how do we um learn to cope and teach our children, our high schoolers, how to cope when you're such an irrational uh, human being at that time. Our hormones play a huge part in yeah. our, our rational thought. And um, and that goes out throughout life. I think that right now it's such an interesting point of time because mm-hmm. so, so much of what we think that uh, high school students are dwelling dwelling on is the social media, right? Mm-hmm. And now this is all we experience every mm-hmm. day with the pandemic and staying at home. Mm-hmm. This is our connection to the real world, and it's amazing. It's great to be able to connect through this technology. Like, could you yeah. imagine not having this? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes it so much easier to talk to people yeah and we're then, seeing a huge positive side to being able to use virtual things and yeah and a lot of older people you know in their in their 60s and older are able to connect through social media now yeah. in, and, a, in a really funny way <laughs> on, on the other side i'm sorry on the other side we're seeing that dwelling and that uh, not yeah. being able to escape from mm-hmm. the news, being able to escape from little like celebrity gossip from um from our friends, like they post something and the thing is is it's there, you know? Like Yeah, it's, there's no getting away from it. Right. It's something that's just posted there and then if we post something, it it stays, it's stagnant. Yeah. And I think that's the difference between talking in person and talking over um, social media. You, you also can't really tell inflection, yeah. how serious something mm-hmm. is, and, and things like that. And, and um, you know, we've even said in the house, with all, all, all of the craziness going on, that we say, oh, I just need to put my cell phone down. Yeah. You know, and, and you step away from social media mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But I think that's why I like. Uh, at theater and I liked you guys being in theater to an extent I mean there was that level of competition but yeah. it was still when you guys were on stage you had to work as a team mm-hmm. yes and and everybody's role was just as important you know when uh yeah even the lighting the lighting team the sound team 
I mean, don't piss off the sound team. Don't piss off the lighting team, you know. Yeah, true. They'll shut oh, you off. And, and you know, when you're on stage with an actor, you better have their back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and that le- leads into, you know, your, your, what you guys do for improv and working with kids. I, I absolutely love that. And uh, I refer a lot of kids to that uh, process of mm-hmm. understanding improv because it is a dress rehearsal. You you get to teach them, oh, I'm, uh, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say this to you. How are you going to react? And their first reaction, which I've seen is like, I don't know, um, you know, I get angry, you know. Uh-huh. And and then you say, okay, well, how about if you acted this way? And, mm-hmm. and this is how, because human behavior is human behavior. Mm-hmm. You know, bullies don't expect to have someone outsmart them. They they expect someone to react to mm-hmm. them. So when you you see that through rehearsals of allowing someone to socially understand, not only do they understand and learn a new process, but mm-hmm. now you've already experienced it emotionally, so it's going to sting a little less yeah. because you predicted it. Yeah. And there's nothing like... Uh, knowing what to expect so, sometimes it's scarier because you go oh god i don't want to be hit it's like you know if somebody slaps you <laughs> and you've never felt a slap before then what they're to gonna expect when you're expecting a bully a bully <laughs> right right so it's and that was a great book what to expect when you're expecting because somebody literally put together what do you what are you going to expect when your kid cries five hours straight well it could be this mm-hmm. this 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 and this and yeah. when you have that guidance, uh, especially as a teenager, which we call parents, mm-hmm. that that's really what the guidance is. It's parents. Yeah. And that you have to be pretty strong parent to turn around and say, okay, wait. And by strong, I mean a huge listener. Yeah. Again, going back to me, uh, my parents were, no, you're not going to do it. No, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Or... If it's your fault, you better apologize. Yeah. It was just very really, really very black and white. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, well, maybe they're jealous of you. It didn't matter whether mm-hmm. they're jealous of you, they don't like you, uh, they're smarter than you, they're richer than you. It didn't matter. Today, I, I truly, truly, and I tell this to, again, my clients all the time, I, I feel for you because you have more pressure. And I tell my college students, but my high school kids... I, it hurts me because I see what they go through, the peer pressure, the I don't know what to do, and mm. and there's easy way outs. So I can get medicated. You know, that's a whole different, yeah. that's for another podcast. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel like, I feel like we really did get lucky as a family in the long run. Because, Thank you. Because I, <laughs> because I saw, you know, I saw some of my, my peers' parents. And I would say, I don't understand why they don't feel comfortable talking to their mom or dad or whoever, right? And then I would talk to their parent and I would be like, okay, now I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they don't, they are not willing to give the answers to life that their kid needs. Mm -hmm. So they're looking for someone else to give it to them. And that's, those are some of the kids that you see spent more time at someone else's house than their own. Yeah. You know, and um, a lot of people ended up going to our mom and yeah. saying, you know, oh, my gosh, she's like, mom, mama Z. And you're yeah. like, oh, and, and it makes you feel good that, you know, at least they found something or someone to hold on to. Um, but you you realize 
very early on in life who it is that you can trust and who it is that you can't trust with certain feelings or expectations and things like that. And, you know, even in theater, like you were saying that on stage, it's a team. Mm -hmm. There are people in high school and college that I just did not get along with. There was no way about it, you know, and off stage, we didn't even look at each other (laughs) on stage. We work so well together and it's just the, and that's going to happen past high school there are going to be people that you just don't get along with you don't have the same views as them but you have to respect the fact that you're in the same field and Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to work with people and it turns out you're amazing work-wise business-wise with this person but personally you're like oh wouldn't be besties you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and I, I feel like that's that you know bottom line is that high school is gonna suck it's just, it, it is, it really is because you're not always going to have a group of friends. You might be the loner that happens and that's okay. It's all about discovery it's, and discovery is hard. Right. I, yeah. I think it, the important thing to understand about high school is that there is a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. one, and that it is such a moment in time. Mm-hmm. It's like a job. You go, you do your job. Sometimes and, you wear a uniform. But we, we take high school, I think our perception of high school is deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to, as parents, we need to re-educate. And, and you know, parents are in a sticky situation. They have enough on their plate. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have moms uh, that were home when we got home like I did. Mm-hmm. And we're able to see when something went bad or or not mm-hmm. um we have computers in our room so we go in and we lock ourselves and we we grieve by ourselves we feel our pain by ourselves mm-hmm. so it's definitely a different cultural aspect in the sense of correcting problems that go on in high school the the sad reality is that the problems haven't changed mm-hmm. they're all about acceptance they're all about belonging they're all about succeeding uh, whether you want to be the star football player or whether you want to have the highest GPA mm-hmm. or whether you want to go to the top college. We haven't lost that sense of being as high schoolers. Yeah. But we do have to start understanding that the culture has changed. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to start educating them in eighth grade uh, and even that, younger, honestly, you started true, ta- but talking they, to us even. That's when they fa- there's been studies fi- understanding that eight, the transition from eighth to to ninth grade is really hard because sixth and seventh grade they're still like enjoying their friends. Yeah, and then eighth grade they're dealing with the friends that aren't going to be going to the the same school. Mm-hmm. They so they deal with grief and loss, and then walking into a new school or with new peers, or larger school. So uh, that eighth grade grooming them is extremely, extremely important to prep them to go into high school and understand the challenges that they're they're going to have. And having them become their own person. If we catch them just in, I mean, I'd be happy enough to catch them in eighth grade and train parents to look at signs before it's too late. And, and let's not stress them out. I mean, it's okay if they don't have four AP classes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think uh, allowing them to be a kid, considering their well, age also. Allowing them to just be human beings. Mm-hmm. Yes, being children, but they, they do want to be adults. Every teenager wants to be yes. considered adults. So I'll, I'll give you that privilege of 
uh, okay, I'll consider you an adult, but I need to t- give you the right tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then we'll we'll have discussions along the way. And I think that understanding that the journey is going to be very up and down, not straight, not sideways, not great, mm-hmm. not terrible. But yeah. there is this is a roller coaster ride. Yeah. yeah. And this is the way it's going to be. And let's have these open conversations. And, and I think counselors should have it. But we're also overwhelmed. We mm-hmm. are also overwhelmed that uh, I, I, I don't know how, but I think that, again, theater helps. I think improv helps. I think there's some cities that are doing a great, great Connecticut's doing a great job uh, with helping kids transition from eighth to ninth grade. And hopefully, you know, maybe we can bring that somewhere close to home and um, mm-hmm. understand that high school doesn't change emotionally. Nope. But we're here to have your back. Yeah. yeah. I think um, that I think that those are all really good points. And I think that, you know, high school is such a <laughs> such a large subject um, that, you know, it. We can talk about this for days, and we'd still come up we with the same. We could talk about it for four years. Yeah. So we definitely don't want to go back to high school. No, we don't want to no, go please. back to high school. Um, I could go back to the time. Like, we could start early and end at 2.30, and I'd be chill. Thanks. Thanks, guys. That's it. <laughs> um, but, you know, in in high school, bottom line, what we're saying is it's going, it's going to be tough. But it's gonna be okay, you yes, know. You're yeah. gonna grow. You're gonna age, and then you're gonna look back and go, "Oh my, what? I wish I fit into those jeans again. I wish I fit into those jeans again. <laughs> Adulthood does. I not wish mean I could freedom. wear a crop top again. You are free now. Those are the things you're gonna remember. Yeah, and um, you know, just live, live, live your best life, guys. And you're gonna to get to the end of the tunnel. It'll Yolo. be great. Yeah. Oh God, Yolo. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and so, someone's got your back. Someone. Someone's got your back. Someone cares about you. Even if you don't see it, someone loves you. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, those are high school experiences and high school thoughts. Um, this was a deep conversation that I think was needed. Uh, and if you're in high school and, and you're listening to this, sup? Hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you? We've been there. <laughs> if you guys would like to suggest any topics for the Procaffeinators podcast, please go to www.theprocaffeinators.com. Or is it the Procaffeinators podcast? Theprocaffeinators.com. Cool. Yeah. www.theprocaffeinators.com. And if you just scroll all the way to the bottom, there's a little suggester thing there. Um, And have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to the Procaffeinators podcast and joining us. We will see you next week. My name is Alexandra. I'm Angelica. And I'm Amy. Have a beautiful day. Bye.